Hello, Albuquerque. Welcome to Hour 2. I'm your host, Becca Marie. You're listening to Freedom Speak on Albuquerque's conservative talk, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. And you can listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I'm here with my good friend, Jesse James Gomez, with Concerned Citizens in New Mexico. And we're having a great conversation today. So uh, in this next hour, I thought maybe we might talk a little bit about hypocrisy. There's so much hypocrisy going on in the world right now. And I was... This, we were talking about the Ukraine situation mm -hmm. in the first hour, yeah. and I was got, I've got to thinking about how the Biden administration and the Democrats in general have been demonizing Russia for years, and it's like they were demonizing them when Trump was president. The Russians are just terrible, and Trump is a Russian agent, and he's colluding with the Russians, and he's a, he's a Russian operative. And we've heard all this nonsense going on for years, which we know is just totally ridiculous. It's a total lie. It's total propaganda. But yet, this, as soon as Biden got into office, he went in and he reversed a lot of Trump's policies. One of those policies that he reversed was our energy independence, oil. And he, he ended our independence in America so that we were buying, buying more Russian oil. And now, and all the things that were going on when Trump was president, the economy was great, price, the, the price of gas was low, uh, there weren't really any wars going on in the world. Now that Biden is president, wars are breaking out, we're, we're, we're on the doorstep of a war with Russia, maybe, I hope not. Prices of oil, prices of gas have gone sky high. We have empty shelves in the grocery stores. We have a, a pack of bacon in the grocery store cost seven bucks when I looked the other day. Everything is terrible, and yet they're wondering, oh, wow, maybe we should have sanctions against Russia. It's like, oh, what are we going to do about these high oil prices? What are we going to do? Oh, my God, we're getting all this oil from Russia. Well, how about we just kind of put those policies back in place and make us energy independent again? I, I agree with that, but I it just so such, so much nonsense. And, and I will, I mean, I will give Trump credit for that as far as opening up, you know, and oil, lowering, or, excuse me, opening up and you know, and uh, drilling, and then of course lowering oil prices. But I don't know if, if this is is because of him or just incidental. You know, we have to kind of stop and think about that. I mean, the lowest prices of oil I've ever seen in my life was when Clinton was president. It was ninety nine cents a gallon. It's up over like a hundred and ten. It actually went negative at one time. Remember, there yes. were a couple of days it went negative. Well, where, no, that, that where was you had to pay somebody to take your oil. Yes, and so <laughs> that when was I, crazy. the thing is, what I'm saying is, is I don't know how much effect Trump had on this because, like I said, it's just. It, it's speculation plays a huge part of all this stuff. Well, it does, I mean, and they talk about they talk about the Keystone XL, yeah. how it uh, wouldn't make an immediate difference. And you're right, you mentioned the word speculation. And speculation. Uh, a lot of prices often vary based on speculation. It's like, oh, what's going to happen tomorrow? Yeah, and so that's the thing is, is that I, I think that, that it, it's just all speculation. Thank you. Um, and so I don't know how much. I mean, like I said, is that was the economy good under Trump? Yes, I guess it was. It was better. I mean, people were. I, as a contractor, I can tell you, I had more work than I knew what to do with. Okay, and fair enough. And and but I'm saying is is that. But I. I but ultimately, was our economy dying and crumbling under Trump? Absolutely. I mean, just because we saw a, a few good moments of it. That's the thing is, I'm very not. I mean, like I said, one thing you were talking about is war with Russia. The Democrats are talking about war with Russia, but it, it, nobody has brought us closer to war with Russia than, than the Republicans did and Reagan did. 
Um, and so, I mean, that's when the 80s were, I mean, that was like DEFCON 1 of times. I mean, DEFCON 2 were at these times, you know, under Reagan. Reagan was pressing very hard and trying to get, you know, of course, starting wars all over the place. And so I, I'm just very, very I, that's one thing I want to clarify is we need to just be very careful about, you know, saying Democrats or Republicans, because both these people have been on this, in on it since the beginning of time. And as far as, you know, hypocrisy in the world, sure, there's hypocrisy in the world. I mean, it's like saying there's, you know, lying in the world going on right now. It's, you know, it's part of humans. That's what they do. Um, like I said, my main goal is to just make sure that, that, uh, that, that we can actually take this and help educate people so we don't fall back into that same system again. Um, you know, so that, that's my main thing. Uh, but as far as war with Russia, prices, I mean, we can talk about the economy. If you want to have a conversation, let's talk about the economy. And let's talk about the truth of the economy, and, and if that's okay with you, if you want to go in that direction. Oh, sure. Um, that's a good, yeah. Is that, you know, talking about, well, you, why don't you finish what you are going to say about hypocrisy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I've got I, just an example of some hypocrisy. I've got um, a clip from, clip six. I, I, play that one, would you? Oh, there we go. Now to Moscow and our senior foreign affairs correspondent, Amy Kellogg. She's got the latest from there about restrictions on social media. Amy? Yeah, Facebook is going to be partially restricted now because uh, the watchdog, media watchdog group, says that it is known to violate basic human rights and human freedoms, including the human rights and human freedoms of Russian citizens, which is quite ironic language, given what has been going on both here and, of course, in Ukraine for the last few days. Facebook is an important social media tool here, and we've been hearing for a very long time, John and Sandra, about the restrictions on the press in Russia. They went after Telegram, and there have been, uh, there's been this whole wave of labeling people who work for independent media as foreign agents. So Russians have been up against it for a while, but Facebook so far has been free and accessible for them, and they use it quite a lot, just as Americans do and people around the world, frankly, do. So this appears to be uh, perhaps a move to keep people from organizing rallies. Last night and even tonight, they were out on the streets in relatively modest numbers, but still there were crowds on the streets. And I would say modest numbers because the last time we saw big demonstrations here last year when people took to the streets across the country in support of opposition leader Alexei Navalny, they were beaten up, jailed, to the extent where Navalny's leadership, his committees had to go abroad. So really the, the, the squeeze did them. That's not exactly the clip I planned, but that's okay. That's a good, that's a good clip. The, mm -hmm. the reason I'm talking about that is because of the censorship in, in social media about, you know, and I, I'm, I'm hearing about, I heard a thing the other day where they were talking about, well, we're going to block, we want to block the uh, social media posts coming from Russia. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, don't we want to hear everything and then make a decision on our own? Sure. I mean, I, 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 mean I, I, I get that. So I get censored so often on social media all the time. It's like, oh, well, this is uh, false information or partly false in mm -hmm. information. Who's making that determination exactly? Exactly. And that's, I mean, I, I think that let's talk about go back to Russia really quick for a second is, is that, you know, they're talking about Russia beating people and stomping people. One of the reasons that Putin has to do that and one of the reasons the American government doesn't have to do that 
is that, it, and I'm, I'm, you know, the Russian people are a lot, lot, lot more distrustful of their government and the media than the Americans are. So if the, Amer if the Russian people consumed media and were able to be just virtually hypnotized by it the way Americans were, they wouldn't be needing to stomp them. The same point is if Americans, is, and we're going to see more brutal oppression in America as time goes on, we're going to be heading into areas like that of stomping on people's faces in the street. And we've already seen that in the United States. We've seen it already. Um, because as the, the effect, I guess, if you will, of the hypnotizing effect of media slowly wearing off on Americans, they're going to have to find new methods to control us. And that's going to turn into just outright, you know, physical oppression and, sure. and, you know, beating people in the streets and stomping people like that. Now, how that's going to look like in America, I don't know how that's going to play out. I'm very curious. Um, but I mean, we're already seeing it happen in Canada, and we, we've always thought, I've always thought my entire life Canada was very much like America. I think yeah, we so all thought that, and yet we're seeing, just, we're seeing people being trampled in the streets by horses. horses I, I, I watched a video on social media of a guy where he was just, literally, it showed the whole thing. The guy's standing there, and he's just talking to the to the to the, I'm going to call him the Gestapo because that's yeah. what the cops are acting like up there right now. And he's just literally, he doesn't touch the guy, he doesn't do anything, doesn't institute, and the guy just belts him across the face and three other uh, cops come in and they start just really giving this guy a serious beat down with the butt. You know, but, but, but this, this thing kind of, this kind of, you know, protection of, of your kind of like censorship of what's going on, this actually happened really big in America about four years ago. A lot of people don't realize is that uh, when Facebook did a big purge where they just shut down tons of pages. If you remember, we go back like seven, eight years ago when YouTube and Facebook was like the Wild West, anything was on there, you know, anything you wanted sure. you could find on there. And then they started purging stuff and getting rid of stuff. One of the very first pages and groups that they shut down in Facebook were these cop watch face groups that actually, the people who actually follow cops. Showing what's going on. The local and the American right. police. And I know that the conservatives love the police. Oh, they love the police. I, don't, I do not understand this movement. It's another very bizarre facet of the conservative movement. It's okay to, to, to... I like them if they're upholding their oath. I understand, but, but the problem is, is, is that, they're, again, this is a problem with the conservative movement where they believe that we should not even question the police. I got, you know, beat out really bad by a guy, some older conservative guy saying, well, you're talking about, about transparency to the police. You might as well be a communist for asking for transparency. I thought that was insane. Yeah, that is um, crazy. But... Uh, what, what's, what should be wrong with transparency? Nothing. I think it's I mean, if you're not doing anything wrong, why should you mind having and transparency? I, 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 the, well, my belief in talking about the police is that the police are government officials. They have the right to kill. And anyone who has that power needs to come under severe scrutiny. Severe scrutiny. I mean, if you have the right to carry a weapon and the right to kill another human being, you need to be under severe scrutiny every single day. If you don't like that, then you can quit. You know, I mean, the thing is, is that you, do you want do you want your your politicians to be completely transparent and under scrutiny? Yes, you oh, do. Well, as a matter of fact, when I have had some recent interviews with candidates, one of the questions that I ask both of them is, what about how are you going to be transparent? How are we going to see what you're doing day to day? Mm -hmm. Because I think that's important. You know, one thing that I liked about Trump is that he was always letting us know what he was up to on a daily basis. People criticized him for that, for being on Twitter too much. It's like, oh, I think he's but, on but, Twitter but, too much. But, but he was like, he was like, oh, I'm going so-and-so now. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. It's like, I like that kind of transparency. But was it, was, it, was, it, was it really transparency or is it maybe just a show? I mean, what Trump really did behind the scenes, we don't know. And the thing is, the stuff, the stuff that Trump and this whole BS about you know, draining the swamp. Did Trump really drain the swamp? Not really. Yeah, a little bit of it. V very, 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 very little of it. 
Trump. I mean, you I mean, got you got to look at his first couple of years in office. He was up against fierce opposition. He had he had people in his midst working against every single thing okay, he did. Okay, fair enough. So I why, mean, look why, at all the swamp creatures okay, that were in his what, administration. Exactly, but he put those people in his administration. The thing is, he put them there. I mean, he put Mike Pompeo into his administration, who is the who is the embodiment of deep state. I mean, he the same guy that that. George W. Bush was using to run his 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 his, uh, his biological weapons program. He put into the head of the. Well, he uh, also made the mistake of not dumping everybody when he walked in on day exactly. one. Exactly. So what he should have done on day one is he, exactly. he should have came in and said, "Okay, you're all fired." And he and he and, he, and, 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 and he, eventually he did almost end up firing everybody. And he could have. Like, well, I mean, they either quit after they humiliated him on TV. He let Fauci into his office and humiliated. Oh, Fauci! Him on, Fauci should have been. I, I okay, don't know so, why so, he ever brought Fauci in. Okay, to start so but the, what I'm saying is, those are questions we need to ask I about totally Trump. Agree. We need to ask about him and stop, you know, because as far as I'm still, I know, and I anger a lot of people is that I'm still not convinced that Trump was not a part of this whole charade of, of you know, and I'm not, I still don't know who he is. Did he do some good things? Yeah, but let's change this up. We'll get, we'll talk about Trump later. We're getting back yeah. to, I can't forget what we were even talking. Oh, we were going to talk about the economy, right? The economy. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that uh, again. Why are we facing just this unbelievable inflation right now? Why? Well, I mean, this whole COVID scandemic has destroyed supply chains. Well, no, chains. no, that's, yeah, is, that, well, that, it, that's it one is, part. It has rewarded people for staying home and not working. That's not what's and causing so inflation. And so now that's stuck with some people. Some people don't want to go back to work now. That's not causing inflation. What's causing inflation, that's not causing inflation uh, right now. What is causing inflation is, is almost the, the two-point-something trillion dollars that were printed out by the Federal Reserve. Well, sure, and I've explained that before. It's like, you know, cash, money, is like any other commodity. The more of it th there is, the less it's worth. Exactly, and so what I'm saying is, is that we need to, as conservatives, to understand the real, you know, demon behind the curtain, which is, which is the reason inflation is, is because the out-of-control Federal Reserve, which Trump oversaw that, he watched that happen. Keep in mind that he had no, really no control over that. The government does not control the Federal Reserve. Right. They are a for-profit entity that's private. And the government only has the ability you to know, basically appoint a chairman to Greg that. Greg Zanetti day. and I talked about that. And, and, Zanetti, and, and he Zanetti. said it's the federal reserve in name only. It well, has well, nothing no, I mean, to do with I, the federal I, government. And I, and I appreciate because Mr. Zanetti understands. He gave a real good explanation. Yeah, and he's very good at that. We actually talked about this in Rawls where he talked yeah. about cryptocurrency and stable coins and a lot of different stuff, which I thought was interesting. But anyways, is that that is, that is what's causing inflation right now is that our, our dollar has lost 90% of its value since it was first created, or, or when we went to the, off the, the gold standard and, and moved on later on to the Bretton Woods Agreement in 71, is that, is, is that our dollars, this is, like I said, is, is that that's the, that's the culprit here. That is what's to blame. It is not people staying home. It's not you know, some lazy, you know, woke Black Lives Matter kid who doesn't want to go to work. It is inflation is being caused by printing out the currency. The same way, in, 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 you know, that the Roman Empire collapsed because of inflation in the same way. And mm -hmm. it's incredible the way their inflation actually happened was, was not much different than ours. I mean, what is, is the Romans, of course, their, their main money was the, what was called the denarius and the arius, which are their gold and silver coins. Is that over time the denarius was was diluted with copper and lead and all kinds of junk until it was worthless? Right. I talked about actually the fall of the Roman Empire, and I think it might have been my actually it was in uh, the show with Greg Zinnett, my very first show. Mm -hmm. It was part of my opening monologue. I talked about the fall of the Roman Empire and the reasons why. And yeah, you're right. And so it, it's and uh, we're one, seeing a lot of that going on in the it's, United it's States identical. right now. It's, it's, it's absolutely it's almost identical. exactly the it's same. It's almost identical. And so that is my big one of my big issues personally that I care deeply about. Is, is that we need to bring until, and the thing is, people are politicians who are supposedly on our side. They will not talk about this stuff. You will never, 
ever hear about Harold talk about this, ever. Because this is a deep issue that means real deep change, and she will not ever talk about this. And the thing is, is what, what is such a problem and so frustrating is, is another thing I want to keep the concern, the new patriot movement away from is falling into the traps of, of, of psyops that politicians use. Let's, let's just look on the left for a second really quick. It, you know, I'm just using Kristen Gillibrand because she's, she's popular and pretty and all this stuff. You know, she's, the, of course, the Democrat senator from upstate New York. Um, is that as long as she talks about abortion, as long as she talks about gun control, she does not have to talk about the real issues. So she walks into a room of, of liberals and said, I'm going to stand for your abortion rights. Big cheer, big, big applause. I'm going to do something about guns. Big cheer, big applause. Good. Uh, and scene done. Walk out of the room. That's it. Bam. Yvette Harrell, for instance, walks into a big room. I'm going to protect your gun rights. Yay. I'm going to fight abortion. Yay. I'm going to, I'm going to build the wall. Yay. And scene. Walk out of the room. Great. I just did my little act. Nothing will change. Nothing's going to change. The deep things in America will not change. The problems that are destroying our country, which is that we've been in war with the international banking cartel for, for 100 years, which is destroying our lives. That is the deep issue. And so my goal is, is for our leaders and our politicians to start talking about that. And the thing is, is that these are the most important issues. Until, and I'm going to say something that, that as far as going about monetary problems is that, and this is something that's going to anger a lot of conservatives, is that everything, and we, I had a big discussion with a woman to, in, in Rio at the convention about this, and we kind of got into an argument. Everything that is wrong in our country is, is tied into our currency. And I'm gonna explain how. And there's a lot of Christian conservatives out there who will say that if we just had more Jesus in schools, life would be better. No, it would not. If we had more discipline at home. Well, it wouldn't hurt. It, it wouldn't hurt, but it wouldn't yeah. help. The reason that our, our life is so bad and the things are that, that everything is collapsing, our, our families, our, our morals, our values, everything is collapsing, is the moment, the day that in 1971 was the death knell of this, wasn't the beginning, but it was, or the end, it was, just the, it was the, the finality of it, I guess you will. The day that 1971, when we moved off the gold standard and our dollar began to completely deflate or completely inflate and we lost, started losing value, is the day that family started collapsing. I'm gonna tell you why. If we turn the clock back to 1955, 1950, we'll say, I'm a father, okay? I have two kids and a wife. I am able to make enough money so my wife can stay home, if she wishes, to take care of our two children. So who is going to be putting values in our children? TV or the schools? No, my wife and right. me. Right, exactly. And I totally wife agree and, with and you my there. wife and me. And, so is, and we, were able to, we would be able to raise our kids with family values, with discipline, with belief systems that we believe in, and eating meals that are good for them, so forth. And just everything that comes from being in a good family. That's why I'm so family value and family based. The moment that a mother could not, and the father said, I can't make enough money, honey. You're gonna have to go to work too. She left the home and said, you know what? I gotta go to work because our dollar's collapsing and inflating, so we can't make enough money. That is the moment that we sent, we left our kids, we, we gave them up and relinquished them to television, to public school system, to the streets. That is when our country started collapsing. Well, and right now there. the enemies that be out there, they're, you hear them lately, they're pushing this pre-K education. Okay, but, but, but that's crazy. That, that, that just all, that's they just, want to take them over from the moment they're born. Fine, but that's, that's just all a symptom of, this, of the problem. That's yeah. not the problem. That's the symptom of the problem. And, and so what I'm saying is, is that that is where our country started collapsing. It wasn't because we took Jesus out of schools. It wasn't because of TV. There could be the worst TV in the world out there. As long as you have a parent saying, you know what, you're not going to watch that. I'm going to read you a book. That is when our country started collapsing. If you have to sit, and I, I just saw this today with a friend of mine who was a great guy, 
uh, I saw this morning, and, and he's struggling to make ends meet. I mean, he's working two jobs, and his kid, who's a great, smart, intelligent kid, is struggling because he's not there for him. And the mother actually died a couple years ago. And so that kid is being left to the streets, to social media, to pornography, to all these things that are bad for them because he cannot be there for them. But if he was able and his wife were able to work and made enough money so one of them could stay home and raise those children, their life would be infinitely better and they would have the values that they believed in. So that is why money is the issue. It's not praying. It's not Jesus. It's not... It's not any of these things. Well, it, I have it, to disagree with you there. Fair Jesse. enough. Then that, that's okay. I, I, I believe, okay, now I grew up in a Christian household. I grew up going to church as a family. We did things as a family. We went to church as a family every Sunday. We would go out after church. We'd have, we'd have lunch together as a family. We did things as a family And it's like I grew, up no, in no, what, but, I grew up in what was considered in what is considered the nuclear household. Okay, my dad worked as much as he needed to to pay the bills. Yes. My mom stayed with staying at home and being a mom's a full-time job. And, My and God, and I, and it's like she did everything. She exactly. cleaned the house. She raised us. And you're making, she cooked us meals. She got us off to school. She she took us shopping to get our clothes that we needed to wear. She took care of all the, the you're, household and you're, you're, business. And you're, you're making my point. That's yeah. exactly And all that. of that seems to be disappearing. Because it is our money. It's not It's not religion. It's not discipline. It's, it's not better teachers. Teachers are not supposed to be the originators of education. Mm -hmm. It is supposed to be a parent. Yeah. You know, Chris They're also not supposed to be the originators of religion either. Or discipline Teachers or any of those things. That's it's, supposed it's, to be learned at home. Exactly. And as long as there is no home-based system, our lives are going to completely about it. And this returns to our currency. If a man cannot work or a woman cannot work to make enough to support their family and, and live a rich life like that and be able to be home, then our, our families will collapse. And that is why our currency is the key to all of this. If we can restore solvency to our currency, uh, you know, deflate our money, return it to, to solvency and having worth where a man or a woman can work enough to pay for their family and so, then, so one member of the home is able to stay home. If you, if you had to see, you'll ask any single mother, you know, anyone who cares about their kids and said, you know what, if you could take off two days a week and spend with your kids, do you think your kids would be more intelligent, more educated, happier, socially better, everything? They will tell you in a moment, absolutely. But I can't do that because i got to struggle to work every single day yeah. to make ends meet because the dollar is worthless. Totally. Yeah. And so that is why currency is the biggest issue, and that is what our, should be our focus. But Republicans are not going to talk Prices about Prices are not going up. The value of the dollar is going down. Exactly, and that's what people don't understand. And, Prices yeah, you're not, right. People don't understand They don't that. understand that. They and think, it, oh, well, this guy's charging too much for this no, or that. No, no. No, it's that the fact that the, the money you're using is becoming worthless. Exactly, and this is something this should be. If I was in charge of the Republican Party of New Mexico, I would, I would turn this machine into an information machine. I would turn it into an information machine of spreading the truth of what is going on in our country. Who cares about the wall? I don't care if there's a wall. Build the wall. It's not going to stop well, anything. Well, the materials are laying there on the ground, rotting away. I know, they I know, be, but, but I'm it saying, should be completed. But this idiot, but, we have but, in the but, White but, House, the, won't the, do the it. point is, who cares about that? Honestly, who cares about that? And the problem is, is that if we walked into a room right now with a hundred conservatives, and I said, ladies and gentlemen, you have a choice. I can build the wall, or we can restart working in a way to restore, or we can do something very simple, like start investigating the Federal Reserve and restoring our currency in a small way. I guarantee 99% of them would scream out, build the wall, build the wall. That no, we don't have to choose. We can do it all. I understand, but, but the yeah. problem is, is that they force you to choose because they dangle these issues over your head and they say this or that, buy this, buy well, this. Well, and they use distraction. Uh, look, you know, hypocrisy. I was talking about hypocrisy. Okay, here we're so concerned about this invasion in Ukraine. 
when we've got an invasion going on in this country. It's like w that we could easily stop. It'd be a piece of cake. What invasion? Just finish the stinking. Millions of illegals have flooded into this company, uh, country over the years. It's like we should be concerned about that. I, I agree. I mean, you know, I, I really, agree, but I'm I mean, just, I, it's, I agree it's that. Making, it's making the situation that you're talking about worse. It's not. I mean, that. that it's, well, it I mean, really is. I'm, okay, what I'm saying okay. is, is that. What we I mean, have you know. cheap illegal labor coming in, taking away jobs from, from Americans. That, that is hurting things. It is hurting things, but not nearly is. I mean, it is. It is the, 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 the illegal alien invasion compared to our currency collapsing is, is like basically saying, I have a you know a tick scratching my leg versus a lion biting my freaking neck off. Yeah, but here's the thing. Here's and so the, the thing, thing is, is don't get caught up in these. Here's, in these, in here's these. the thing, Jesse. It's like the powers that be that want to this continue collapse, this continue collapse to, to just keep going on, want to flood our country with people that will side with them and vote I, to I have understand. freebies. So yes, that does make the situation. I understand. Worse. I understand. But if our currency was 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 stable. You could have all the freaking immigrants here. Who cares? Because we wouldn't matter. Our lives would be infinitely better. All I'm saying is, don't fall for these these right ruses of, of of you know these dangling these issues over your head, so they don't have to talk about the real issues. Okay, as long as they dangle the issues of the wall, abortion, all these things that 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 just are hot button topics for conservatives, then nothing will really change, and they don't have any interest in changing. I want deep fundamental change in our country. And that starts with a few key things. One of them is first fixing our currency and investigating our currency. The second thing comes with putting citizens back into office. And the one thing we've learned, and, and you know that my one of my partners, we have one, been making progress. On we that, have been making progress. And one thing, that we, yes, absolutely, we have. We'll talk about that. Is that you know my my one of my I guess you could say one of my mentors in Roswell, Chip Clemens, who's an older cowboy who's very wise and has lots of interesting ideas. He's just been around forever and seen it all. Um, you know, one thing he said to me was that everybody is vulnerable. We've learned that in the past year, that every politician is vulnerable. And we can go after all of them if we have to. Yeah. And the thing is, is we have to do this. We have to move family back in. The second that families just gave up and said, you know what, we're not getting involved in politics. We'll just leave it to, you know, the Republicans and the Democrats. Well, I hear it from people all the time. It drives me crazy. People say, oh, well, I don't bother to vote because my vote doesn't make any difference. It does make a difference. And it's like, well, they want you to think that your vote doesn't make any difference. But we have proven over the past several months that it does, it make, does make a difference. We've taken these offices. And the thing is, is, is We've that, put our people yeah, in we, place. And, and the thing is, is that one of the people, and I know that this is, again, going to anger a lot of, cons a lot of conservatives, is that one of the wake-up calls for me uh, when I was younger, I actually got to meet and listen to a huge, very, very long, like five hour long lecture uh, by Noam Chomsky in New York City when I was about 22 years old. And he, one thing he's, I remember many things that he said that still stick with me to this day. Um, as one thing he said is that the political system is not broken in America. We just don't take part in it. And yeah. as long as we don't take part in it, it's gonna be broken. When you have people in Roswell, for instance, who only about 4,000 people voted in the local election out of almost 45,000 people. That's pathetic. That's it's that's, totally pathetic. That's terrible. And I, I was knocking on doors. You know, that's one thing I do. I knock on doors and like crazy. I mean, this is one of my outreach programs and people were saying, we just don't vote. We don't care. And I, I don't want to get involved in that BS. And I, you know, it's, it's heartbreaking. But the one thing, but there is some good news to that is that a small amount of very highly motivated people like the concerned citizens can change elections. You know, we've done that already and we're going to continue to do that. Um, well, just the whole patriot movement that we've had going on the past couple of years, the side effect of all these rallies that we've been holding and the networking we've been doing, I mean, social media really tried really hard to bust us all up, but we managed to get back together anyway. They can't do that. And they've been trying. But so the, the advantage of that is that we've gathered together thousands of people and we've all become politically 
active. Okay, so the, my, of course, and so my issue is, is, is a small leader of this movement. I only a small cog and a big wheel is that I want to make sure that this movement stays true to its roots and goes in the right direction. We talked about this. We'll talk about that later. Yes, and we big, have an interesting yeah. subject I want to talk about is, is big, uh, when things get big, do they go bad? Yes, that, and that's we'll, we'll, yeah, absolutely. Talk we'll about. talk about that. But so, the, uh, Jesse, we're going to take a short break okay. and then we'll be right back. Albuquerque, back uh, with Freedom Speak. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and uh, we're on Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, 700 AM. And I am back here with Jesse James Gomez, and we are having a fantastic conversation today. So, oh gosh, what we, oh, we're talking about this patriot movement, how well, we can get involved. Yes, absolutely. And going back to, let me kind of fear what I was saying is that our main goals and my main goals are the concerned citizens and is that, like I said, one of our, that's one of my main goals is currency. Also that every politician is vulnerable. We've learned that. And the thing is, is that we'll talk more about the failures of the Republican Party in New Mexico, which we saw last week very bad. We did. And uh, uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk about that later. Let me yeah. wrap this up. But what I was saying is, is that that is one of our issues also is, is that there is going to be a new movement in New Mexico or a new movement in anywhere, even if it's just in Chavez County is that we are going to stay true to what we believe. We're going to stay true to our roots. And I'm not going to let this go off the rails, is that we need to, until we start, it's like if there's a monster living in the forest and nobody wants to believe it, the second somebody stands up and says, this monster is real, it's out there, is the moment we can start talking about it, we can start fighting it. Um, and so that is one of my big goals. We need to start talking about the issues that are the deepest issues in our country. It is not the wall. It's not abortion. It's not this or that it is currency that is our biggest issue we've been fighting the banking system you know there's a very um the banking system we've been fighting it but there's actually a really good uh podcaster a lot of people don't realize what there's a huge huge uh podcaster called uh, media monarchy that mm -hmm. a lot of people which has hundreds of thousands of listeners which actually is it takes place and it's actually uh recorded in 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 santa fe by james evan Pilato and media monarchy and, and uh, uh james corbett uh, who's an incredible, incredible journalist, but, uh, and that's their main issue is also talking about that. But, you know, getting back to what Noam Chomsky was saying, and like I said, is, is that a lot of the stuff I know people demonize him is this left. He's not, I mean, he was, he was just, he was a traditional left person who made sense. And a lot of things he talked about, which, which is getting involved. And one of the, one of the, you know, uh, you know, an interesting analogy that he talked about, which really opened my eyes. And this is something I try to tell people is, is that if you have two little cities, let's say for instance, we have two towns, 
and one and the, both of them are suffering under losing jobs. The economy is going sour. They're losing their civil rights. The school system is collapsing. Their money is being wasted all over the place. Corruption. Both these cities are suffering from both these things. One city says, city A says, you know what? We're going to start organizing families and parents and doing town halls, which is something we do a lot. We like to do town halls. We're going to start organizing people. We're going to start finding our own elected officials. We're going to start running parents. We're going to start running citizens who care, who, who do not want to be a part of the system, who do not care to become paid or rich, who just care about the issues. We're going to start running these people. We're going to start organizing them, and we're going to start throwing out local officials out of office. And then you have city B who says, well, we're not going to get involved, but we are going to just pray a lot about it. We're going to go to church more. And, and so that's what we're going to focus on. Which city do you think is going to be better in 10 years? Well, I think you got to take action. Okay, I think so prayer city, is always a good thing, but you still got to take action. Exactly. But that's the, what I'm saying is, and that's one thing Chomsky said, was that it's, it's getting involved in taking action that's going to change our country, not believing in, in beliefs. If you want to believe in God, I, that is good. I'm all for it. But that also goes extends to not believing in, in Messiah-type figures like Trump. Trump is not going to save you, America. No. You need to get this through your head. He is not going to save you. You know who is going to save you is that man looking at you in the mirror and the person living across the street from you. The only people who've ever saved America has been its citizens, and that's the only people who can save America right now is our citizens and our blue-collar workers who care the most about this country. So that's who I believe in very strongly. Um, is that is so if you're looking for patriots they're not going to come from DC they're going to come from your neighborhood right there and the thing is is that getting involved in your community doesn't take a huge commitment and I always tell people if you could give me two hours of a weekend of your of a month or maybe two hours a weekend every weekend of your time we could change a lot mm -hmm. and you see what happens like when we organize and we've able to, and there's been times we've organized amazing when especially recently when we're moving into elected candidates I mean we have had scores of people come out and we've just completely swamped entire neighborhoods and just annihilated opposition you know and that shows what we can do and we got a little taste of that already of saying wait a second you know and so i'm very careful what you do with this political power i mean me myself i do not hope to get paid ever i do not want to get paid i've never gotten paid for what i do um, in fact i've lost jobs and lost money but i believe very strongly and this movement that is happening is amazing and the way i tell a lot of republicans and democrats is that this movement can't be stopped. And Victor Hugo said something which I believe very strongly. He said, you, you cannot stop an idea whose time has come. And our idea has come, and our time has come. As America slowly collapses, uh, our time is rapidly approaching. The, the time for patriots and families of all sides, not just Republicans and Democrats, to start getting involved and taking our country back is going to happen right now. And I'm glad to be a part of it. So yeah, well, yeah. me too. I, I have, I have altered my life so much over the past couple of years when all of this started happening and I saw all this oppression occurring and all the things happening that in which our freedoms were being threatened, I became more active. I thought, you know, we've got to do something about the, the politics in this country. We have to get some of these corrupt politicians out of office. And so on, I, on, on both sides. Yeah, we have corrupt politicians on both sides. I know, but yeah, just, just be yeah. aware of that. Right. They're not just the Democrats, the Republicans. Right. If you saw, if you remember, I mean, we've already seen this in New Mexico, is that, and I say this a lot, the, uh, the, the Democrats and the Republicans don't hate each other. They love each other. Oh, you hear them, you hear them all the time. Oh, my good friend on the other of side course, of the because, aisle. It's like, oh, because, they're, they're, they're working together. Of course, because their common enemy isn't each other. Their enemy is the voting citizenry. Yeah. That's, oh, who, they, yeah. Oh, that's who they hate. Completely. They, they, don't, they don't hate each other. They hate the citizens um, who vote for them. That's the people they truly hate. And if yeah. you look in D.C., I mean, these people are friends. Um, they're all buddies. They don't care. I mean, they don't yeah. care. We remember a couple of years ago that there was this big scandal where 
there was insider trading going on in the house, which is legal. It's, it's a form of legal stealing. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it should not be allowed. It should not be allowed. But we I mean, look, it. Martha Stewart it got thrown in jail for insider trading. Yeah, the appearance of insider trading. But these politicians, they become millionaires while being in office. Exactly. Because of, here they make policies. They know exactly the way the market's going to go because, yeah. hey, I'm going to enact, enact this policy. So I'm going to invest in this company right now in advance, and then I'm going to enact this policy, and I know exactly which way it's going to go. Exactly. And this it's is like, this, it, it's, it's, it's disgusting. It's, it's, it's disgusting. And it's it's just unbelievable legal theft, and the thing is, are you going to hear any? You're going to hear Steve Pierce talk about this? No, he's not. He's not going to care because his bosses are profiting from that. You're going to hear a vet Harold talk about this? Absolutely not. She will never talk about this. Um, and so the issue is is that, like I said, if you remember this entire uh, what's it called? This entire uh, scandal that happened it was on the news about five or six years ago, and it was John Boehner and uh nancy pelosi they were working together and making just incredible massive amounts of money yeah. off of insider the congressional insider trading but who cares you know who cares because not you know as long as there's money involved and they're making money they're you know i don't know why everybody doesn't care well because because we do we need to force our politicians to speak on these issues if they will not then we will remove them from office and we will put people in there who will well just like this whole scandal with uh, uh with biden and hunter where they were making millions of dollars off of these working with these corrupt politicians in Ukraine and Russia and China and making millions of dollars. And it's yet it's like some people seem to care about it and others, uh, they, they don't seem to care at all. And it's like and it's all about politics. And it's like it's like, OK, well, it's OK for you to do it. And it's and, but it's really awful for you to do it. Well, OK, but I mean, there's you this, know, I, this this this, this you hypocrisy. Know, all hypocrisy that goes on. But getting back to really quick to local offices is that. Of course, and a lot of politicians say this is something I hear constantly. That, oh, there's nothing we can do about it. I understand in New Mexico that you're outnumbered, and we'll talk about that later on. The reasons for that, why conservatives are outnumbered, you know, three to one in New Mexico, and there's a very reason for that, and there's a very easy solution for this, and I'll explain. But the thing is, this look in Roswell, for instance. You know, when the mask mandates were in the schools, parents were outraged. Every parent was outraged. I would say overwhelming. Of course, there's parents who are scared and saying, well, they're going to save our lives. But a, so many parents were outraged. And the thing is, is that if you had a, a pro-mask rally, nobody would dare show up. Nobody cares. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you had an anti-mask rally, you know, hundreds of parents would show up. And we approached the school board and said, we want you to do something about this. And they said, well, we can't do anything. And I said, fair enough. What we would like you to do is take a stand. Just speak up and say, this is wrong. Because if you will at least say this is wrong, then parents will rally behind you. And we can do something the same way, like I said, if there's a demon living in the forest or a monster, you call its name and you can start killing it mm -hmm. and working towards it. And one of the local uh, older lady who'd been sitting on the school board for a decade, she just said, I'm not going to do anything. I don't care about this stuff. She was a conservative, said, I don't care about this. And, you know, we told her, we said, you're finished, you know, you're yeah. gone. And we removed her from office and she was completely obliterated by a young man who, who don't, you know, who's, who maybe not be, may or may not be the greatest politician, but at least was a change in the right direction to show you that, to show politicians that everyone is vulnerable. So well, if you want to hold on to that seat, you better fight for it. I was talking to one of the members of the school board, Albuquerque school board the other day. I'm not going to mention the name, but, um, what's the name? Uh, First name starts with a P, last name starts with an A. Uh, Philip Anderson. Pe Peggy Aragon. Peggy Aragon, okay. She's on the school board. And so you know how we were having this push to get more school board people elected. We mm -hmm. didn't quite get enough in there to have the majority in the school board. We still got, we, the, you know, the, the lefties uh, are still 
still have the majority and they're still pushing these mandates and having and this you know distance education and and sending kids home and you know and it's, all it's, this it's, testing it's, and nonsense but see the thing is is the point i'm making is the conservatives that we got in that we voted in which we got two of them in the ones we got in, why are they not speaking out? Well, they're because, not I, I, speaking out. I'm it's like, oh, true, they're in the minority, but why aren't they speaking because, out and getting because, parents riled because, up? Because, uh, and I'm going to tell you why, Becca Marie, is that they're not speaking out because did you choose these candidates or were they just coughed up by the Republican Party? Peggy Aragon's husband is, what, number two in the Republican Party? Isn't that correct? Uh, yeah, he's, well, actually, I think he wants to take over. Did okay. he want to take over? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. But but what I'm saying is, 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 is Peggy Aragon a reformer candidate or is she just another creature that came out of the Republican Party? She's just another creature that came out of the Republican Party. Her job isn't to... to All change. I know is these people aren't speaking up. Because they never were, they were never, that's not their job to. Because when you elect candidates from the, from, a, from a system of corrupt system or you pull people the same way that they, that, you know, they just show up and say, this is your candidate, here they are. And this is going on right now in the governor table and I'll explain how this is going on and you know, what we're seeing right now in the governor race in New Mexico. Is that did you did you did you choose Peggy Aragon and a bunch of parents choose her? No, somebody just coughed her up and said this is your new candidate. What the parents of Albuquerque should have done is they should have held. What I would have done is what we done in Roswell. I would have got to a church and said, "Can we borrow your church for an afternoon?" Okay, I am inviting every parent who's angry here. Hundreds of parents show up. Okay, you're angry about this issue. Okay, we're going to find a candidate right now in this room. Somebody raise their hand who wants to run. You care about this issue, like in Roswell. We had two, actually three people who said I care. Ryan French, Jack Cheney, and Guy Malone. Great idea. Yes, and that's what we did. Yeah. We didn't choose them. We didn't. I didn't sit around and choose these guys. Parents chose them and said they're going to run because we're angry. Okay. So, but but if the Republican Party of Chavez County was even had this power to do it, which they don't because they don't really care, they could have showed up and said, "Oh, here's X person. They're going to run for you. We chose them for you." You know, and that's no. We cannot do that. We need to no. find our own candidates, You're and right. that's why Peggy. Aragon, and we have been making progress. I that. understand we yeah. have, but but the thing is, Peggy Aragon's going to change anything. She wants to get elected into office. You think she's going to shake the ship up? No, because she wants to get elected in something. Yeah. And so, as long as you have people who who care about their career, and I've never met Peggy Aragon. I don't know. I, I saw her at the convention, but I didn't speak with yeah. her. And for all I know, she could be a good person. But anybody who's looking to get move up in political office is going to tread very, 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 very lightly. Their goal is, as a politician, your goal is to play it as safe as possible so you can get the next big paycheck. And that's the way it goes. That's why we need citizens in office. And they don't care about a political career. And, and exactly. I don't care about getting paid. I don't want any money. I'm not saying I'm running for office. Um, and I'm not ruling that out at some point. But the point is that I'm making is, is that is that as long as you keep looking for a corrupt system to give you a candidate, you're going to keep getting a broken candidate and a broken system. Totally agree. So you find your own candidates. You run them yourself. You organize parents. If anybody ever is interested out there to how to do this, I'm a master of organizing and getting people involved and all these things. You can find our website, and I'll give it to you later on. And you can, you know, talk to Becky Marie. I'm sure she'll pass my information on. But that's one of the things I like to do is train people and show them. Even I was even training people up to these last elections on how to canvas, how to knock on doors, how to make the sell. On While the you're thinking about it, Jesse, why don't you just plug what, plug your information for everybody right now? That's listening. So we are the Concerned Citizens for New Mexico. Mm -hmm. Our website is uh, www.cc4nm.com. Um, if you can find us on Facebook, consider uh, Concerned Citizens for New Mexico. Okay, not Concerned Citizens of New Mexico. That's a different group which doesn't really exist. It's just someone's page. Um, my name is Jesse James Gomez, and you can find me 
on Facebook and I will friend you and say hi to you. Yeah, um, just in case I forget that later on. No I want to make sure we get that out. So yeah. But getting um, back to, 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 I guess we can kind of segue into, into one of the reasons really quick is what, well, why are we losing in New Mexico? You know, we hear this constantly. I, you know, I'm always arguing with a lot of our elected officials who love to say, well, we're only, you know, we're, we're, we're outnumbered three to one all the time. We love, they love to say this. You know, mm -hmm. this is why, you know, politics is, is an incredible business where it's the only business where you get to fail completely and constantly and still get paid. You know what I mean? And it's unbelievable that the Republicans, they raise more money when they're losing than when they're winning, you know what I mean? So, so they're happy because they keep raising money and we're at the convention, you know, they're just begging for money. I say, oh, no. I definitely want to touch on you the, know, the convention and no the, more. Well, we will. We'll the governor's get, race. We'll sorry. definitely get into that. But the, the reason is that the Republicans are losing. It's, it's not because, and I'm convinced of this now, I know this now, and I believe it very strongly, I've come to a conclusion that it is not because New Mexico is a conservative state. And let me, and it's even more of a family-based state as we are a poor state with a lot of families. Values. Is well, you know, I, I get that a lot. I get a lot of uh, the take, kind of take the temperature of that when we've been out on like the street corners yes. with our signs protesting. We have just one car after the other driving by tooting their horn in support. So it's like, yes, we do have a lot of support in this state. Okay, we, and so New I Mexico, can tell by that. New Mexico is a, is a conservative state. So why are the Democrats winning everywhere? It is not because we don't have the best product, which is family-based values and conservatism and freedom. That's what the voting base believes in. Um, I'm not sure if it's, it's exactly what our, they, our leaders may not believe in that. But the reason we're losing is because of bad leadership. That is all. That, that is it. We have bad leadership who can't do anything Well, right. we saw this the other day at the convention. Exactly. We okay, bad leadership. Okay. Now, I, I have a strong belief that the captain of the ship takes the blame for all the lieutenants down below. And it's like, so we saw this debacle with the voting at uh, the it, convention it was, it the other day. It was a humiliating debacle. It was terrible. It's like we had this wonderful convention. Everybody was stoked. Everybody was excited. And, and, and there was such huge enthusiasm in the room, and the room was packed. And, the, you know, and, the, and, the reason and, and then we had this thing where they, they had this idea of using this electronic voting idea, and it's like apparently they never tested it in advance. I don't know who the person was that was responsible for this, but and they didn't do a very good job. And then at the then when it comes right out, it's like, then we ended up using paper ballots, which, okay, well, why didn't we just do that from the start? What, what, it, what they did is like, we had this big balloon blowing up about all this enthusiasm throughout the day. And then at the end, when we were all excited to do our vote and see the results and things like that, we popped the balloon and- Well, I, and like, I think that the, the reason the convention was so big this year is because patriots like you and me had moved into totally. the Totally. And that's the reason, I remember somebody we, said to We me, were filling the room. Somebody said, well, it's because we've done such a good job. I said, BS, you know, F off, you know, this is not true. It's because yeah. that, that patriots like you and me and hundreds of us had moved into the party. Yeah. That's why that was so big. We brought our enthusiasm with us. Um, but it's, 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 I mean, it, you can't even run an 800 person election. I've seen high school, <laughs> you know, government yeah. elections go smoother than that. And I actually, because I did them in high school, I mean, there's thousands of students fighting and, you know, who couldn't even focus for a second. We pulled them off better. But it, the, the reason that we're losing in New Mexico is because of bad leadership. If I was in charge of the Republican Party, if I was, and I never will be, uh, this will never happen. You know, somebody made a comment and, you know, flipping comment saying, well, why don't you run? It's like, give me a break. I mean, it's, it's like saying, why don't I run to be the Pope or something? But the thing <laughs> is, is that... Um, is that the reason we're losing is because we have no ideas. And the thing is, we just need new, fresh ideas. 
if I was in charge of the Republican Party, I mean, the first thing is, the very first thing is I would do is start focusing on bringing in as many young people as possible. They're out there, they're everywhere. They there. wanna get involved. I would go to the high schools, I would start combing the high schools, I would start student conservative groups, getting young people involved. I'd start student groups everywhere. That's the first thing is I would do. The second thing is I would do is I would start opening the doors for everybody. I would put ads in newspapers saying, your new Republican Party has changed. You're a conservative out there who's been left in the cold because a handful of wealthy people treat it like their personal private country club. They're gone now. And so now we're treating it as what it should be, which is a family-based party of values and blue-collar values and working people's rights, what we believe in, and personal freedom and gun rights and, and civil rights and privacy. That's what we're getting back to. I would bring in everybody into this. Getting back to, to yeah. the, the issue yeah. of, of leadership, it is the problem with leadership. I mean, it, that's all it comes down to, and I'm convinced of this now, uh, that it is all leadership. That is the reason Republicans are losing so bad. It is poor leadership. If you were inside that Republican convention, and I saw a lot of people there that I'd seen you know, all on social media and the news and stuff, yeah. and a lot of different people I've sure. never met before, a lot of familiar faceless there, um, is that uh, it's, it's just, it was just a bunch of old people. I mean, it was just nothing but a bunch of old people in that room who, who couldn't win anything, who were not exciting or interesting or nothing. And I, I'm just concerned, I mean, because the reason is, is that the people who, I believe very strongly, the people who tell Steve Pierce what to do in D.C. are the same people who tell Michelle Lujan Grisham what to do in New Mexico. So is, is, is he any, he's still going to get what he gets out of it, no matter who's in power. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It doesn't matter to him. You know, if you look at the Republican Party leadership, there's a woman on there who's one of their top heads, and she's always posting pictures of her, you know, like these fancy, you know, banquet dinners and conventions and hotels and all this stuff. It doesn't matter if she's winning or losing. She's still going to get her, you know, her little piece of that. Right. You know, she doesn't care. Who cares? And, and probably even more because they're going to raise more money when they're losing. Everybody's a patriot when you're losing. You know what I mean? <laughs> when you're losing, you're a patriot. Everyone, I, you know, I love to fight for America, and we're going to fight to win. Oh, uh, yeah, but if I actually get into some kind of power, it's business as usual. Um, and so that's the way it's going to be. So I say no more. And, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll say it right now, and I speak for my group. Is Steve Pierce needs to resign now. He needs to step well, down that would, immediately. I would now that may that may provide some kind of a power vacuum and a problem where they may have leadership. But I think that that after this after the cycle his term is done, him and the rest of leadership need to step down. You know, another thing that needs to stop. And you were at the same meeting I was at when we had this one meeting uh, during the during the convention weekend, in which we have people that are naysayers saying, "Oh, well, you can't win. You've already lost." No, we we, like, we can and win. It, and it's like we can. We can win. We can we, win. We, we, have, we are. Winning. We are winning. We are That's, winning. We are so winning. It's like, you know, no, I'm sorry. But, you know, these things that are going on where they're trying to push candidates like Rebecca Dow and, and Ron Ketty on us. Well, let's talk. Which, okay, well, let's, okay, let's, let, have let's, that, let's, let's have talk that, about let's, buying, let's, buying let's, signatures. Let's talk about Well, let's have the conversation. I mean, we're going to go there anyway, so might as well have yeah. it. Um, but, I mean, I'm going to say this now on the radio. I, I think that, that after this, after the end of the year, whenever the, whenever the state central committee or whoever, the executive committee up top, everybody there needs to resign or at least step aside. And I mean everybody. I mean everybody needs to be gone. I'm sorry. And I think that a New Mexico citizens who are conservative, who care deeply about patriotism and everything that's going on in our country, they need to demand this. I'm sorry. I'll say it right now. And go for it. You're angry at me. People will be angry. Fine. You can't fire me. You know, because I'm going to, you can't beat people who believe in what they're doing. And that's what I want to tell a lot of people who oppose the movement is you cannot beat people who believe. When you believe yeah. in your heart and what you're doing, you can't stop that. And, no. you know, when you believe in your wallet, 
you can be beat very one, easily. One thing that people in our movement need to realize is we are winners. We are winning. We can win, and we don't have to take the establishment candidate. And in we, the do next not, election. we do not. We do. We do not. And the thing is, is that there has been so many amazing. We've got people we like. We that got. Are we got people that we like, and we have people who are leading the movement who I just are so impressed with that. That if it wasn't for the coronavirus agenda, we would have never met. A year and a half ago, two years ago, I never knew you. You know what I mean? And That's I would, true. And if it wasn't for this agenda. I probably wouldn't have known you. Exactly. It, so I mean, really, they did us a favor in a way. Exactly. They brought us together. They yes. empowered us. People like, like I said, my hero in New Mexico, Sarah Smith, who's just, who I think was responsible for stopping a lot of this bad stuff. I know that a lot of these, um, a lot of the politicians were patting themselves on the back, but it wasn't the politicians who stopped this stuff. It was Sarah Smith sending out minute by minute updates with phone numbers of hundreds, call these people now, 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 fill yeah. them flood this. She, yeah. And she was getting out to thousands of people with the help of Stephanie Lord to do this. Those were the people, the citizens making the calls or who stopped that stuff. Right, and those of us that were out there organizing exactly. rallies, exactly. connecting with each other, bringing more people in, that's what we've been doing. We've been constantly bringing more people in. I remember the first, first rally that I helped organize a couple mm -hmm. of over two years ago. Where and was that at? That was in the, in the front line. Uh, actually, it would have been the back line of the roundhouse. Okay, yeah, I've been okay. there many times. And there was maybe half a dozen people there. Okay, but who was who know, was there? I'm just curious. Who was the oh early? Oh God, I'm trying to remember. Um, well, me and and my my uh, previous co-host and. Just a handful of people. And if you look at look at, I remember and those people are still involved. I, I remember. I remember two, two, uh, almost two years ago. I remember seeing this, you know, tall redhead woman with tattoos and, and leather pants and talking yeah. about how <laughs> yeah. she was an organizer and a patriot. And, right. And, and, Stephanie you know, was out there with us. Out there with us and saying that that I'm going to run for office. And I said, man, good luck. Did I hope you win? And now she has become probably the star of the Republican Party. And I'm proud to say that we're friends. Yeah. And I, lo I, mean, I love Stephanie. Is, and she is she is a model candidate. I mean, she is out there working hard, meeting the people sharing information, saying the stuff that needs to be said, standing up for what needs to be you know, stood up for. And I think that, that she should be a, as a model. And now I think she's going to do, I've recently found out that she's going to do a uh, kind of a workshop to help people get involved. Because I think that one of the biggest issues that, that the reason that Americans don't run for offices is they're intimidated. I mean, they're, they're yeah. intimidated. And if you, if you learn a little bit, you know, about how this works, you're going to be more open to running for office. And uh, one thing that Sarah Smith said is that, that she learned after about a year ago, she said, we learned a lot of how the legislation process works. And now that we know that we can never go back, we will now move on to a better place because now we know how that works. And they do not want you to know how that works. No. They do not want you to know how laws are made. They do not want you to know how the process works. They want you in the dark. They want to act like drug dealers saying, I'll bring you the drugs. Just stay here. I'll deal with that. You go over there, and I'm going to bring them to you. You know, don't get involved, American people. Stay over there. And I say, no, we get involved. See, and that's what I've been now. trying to do is my part. I've been trying to educate people on exactly how laws are made. Exactly. And exactly what freedom and liberty is. And exactly. it's like you can make a difference. It's like your vote does matter because if you all get out, we can make a difference. And we've proven that that's the case. And I, I agree with that. I think that it's an amazing moment. And so, like I said, getting back to what I said, is that, that we just need to make sure that this movement prospers. And I think it's going to. Just the simple act that, like I said, that you and me, Meg Marie, know each other now. And I know that I have a friend who's a patriot across the state is, is an amazing thing. And nobody has connected the state more like the patriot movement has. And the, and the thing is that I think that is the most incredible thing about the Patriot Movement is, is that we're, I mean, there's little scuffles that go on, but for the most part, you were at that big Patriot meeting in, in Rio Doso that we hosted. Yes, I was. And, and it was like, yeah, there was a lot of yelling and screaming, but there, it was like, we all focused on one thing, we got along, 
Right. We came together with an agreement. We weren't fighting with each other. No, as we were having a discussion, a, a very, maybe a, a little bit of a heated, heated discussion, discussion at times, but hey, but we, we were talking. But we ended on, the, on, on, a, on a complete agreement note very quickly, very easily. We did. And it showed, and it you know, turned into a, you know, a drinking party after that. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's okay because we all want to be friends. But there was people, I mean, I was sitting there looking at the room saying there was people from every corner of New Mexico here. And we all get along yeah. and we all feel about the same thing. Sure, we have a little differences of how we're going to get to that place. But I was just, I just thought, what an amazing day. You know, I, I you know, that later on at night, I kind of reached over and hugged Stacy Harper, who's my partner, and gave Sarah Smith a hug and just said, we did it. I mean, we did it not, what I mean is we did it is that, is that we all came together and we, we got something accomplished. And I don't mean that we did something. What I mean is that we were a part of something and we were able to take part in it. Right. And it's, it, it's incredible because that's, that's just something amazing. And that feeling of, of connection, spiritual connection with people who are fighting for freedom is, is so powerful and it can't be broken. And that's what these, the Republican leadership needs to understand. You cannot beat this movement. Yeah. And stop trying to fight it. Take it in and do something with it and stop right. fighting it. And no, we don't have to take the establishment. No, candidates. we do not have to. We we'll talk not. about that more. Yeah, totally. I, I wanted to mention uh, here in the last couple of minutes about the how how exactly these establishment candidates get all their signatures. You know, I, I, I've been working with Audrey Trujillo. Well, let, let's, let's, let's segue into, I guess, the, the local elections and governor race now. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah, sure, why not? So I've been working with Audrey Trujillo with her, her campaign, and her and I, we've been going and knocking on doors. We've been going to meetings throughout the state. We've been meeting with people. We've been shaking hands. We've been talking to people. We've been walking into businesses where they didn't know who we were and mm -hmm. talking to them. We've been getting – that's how we got over 5,000 signatures for Audrey Trujillo. Do you know how – some of these establishment candidates get their signatures. They pay somebody. They literally buy the signatures. They go, don't go out and do the work. They pay some company, and I'm gathering that information right now, and maybe next week I'll talk about that. But they literally pay a company a bunch of money. They have Who is this, this company? Do you know the name? I'm, I'm trying to get See the name See if you can dig it. that. I'm sure it's I'm public somewhere. Yeah. I'm very curious yeah. about that. So I'm working on that. So anyway, they literally don't go out and do the work. They literally buy the signatures. Well, no, I mean, if you, if you have money, to pay somebody to get signatures. I mean, with enough money, you could pay it. I mean, you're literally buying an election. Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, you can, I mean, with, with money, you can pay kids. I mean, you can get. We'll so we'll be back. Okay, so we'll talk about that in a second. Last hour coming up.